Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? It's Friday! How you doing, Daddy-O? Yeah, good, good, good. Yeah. I love Friday shows, you know, I don't get too many days off, so I nah. cherish the weekends, uh, replenish my fuel supplies to get back to you on Monday. But uh, today, there's no time for breaks because... Yeah. Uh, again, on the Hannity show last night, if you're missing it at nine o'clock, you're making a mistake. Uh, he just, uh, at least once or twice a week, they just drop another, just uh, crazy explosive revelation on the show, uh, that I have to cover the next day. And that happened last night with John Solomon again, who I will repeat over and over knows the entire story and is, uh, dripping stuff out in drips and drabs to make sure he doesn't overwhelm you all at the same time. Uh, but the guy is yet to be uh, proven wrong. So I want to cover that, but I want to get to something else first. Uh, it's really important about this sense of, um, Joe, uh, kind of fight fatigue I'm getting out there, which is really troubling. Uh, I'm serious, folks. I was an activist first. I was a candidate for office. The podcast came after all of that. I know and um, we got a big audience now, thanks to you. Um, and I'm getting a lot of this from people when I see, hey, I listen to your show, but I got to tell you, nothing's going to happen. I'm done. Uh, I got to address this. This is really important. All right. Stay tuned. Uh, today's show brought to you by our buddies at Man Crates. Hey, as a guy, I got to admit, it's hard to buy us gifts. Even if we knew what we wanted, we probably wouldn't tell you. Most of us don't even know what we want till we get it. But it doesn't have to be this hard. This year, give the guy in your life the perfect gift with Man Crates. Man Crates. I got a bad gift once. Never, never from my wife now. But it was from someone else, and it was pretty awful. And you got to pretend. You know how it is, Joe. You got to pretend you like it. You're like, it's awesome. In your head, you're like, it's not. Narrator in the background, it's not awesome. Yeah. Man Crates is always awesome. And Man Crates sweats awesomeness. They sweat. They bleed awesomeness. Awesomeness is encompassed in a sphere of awesome surrounding the awesome Man Crates. We love Man Crates. Okay. <laughs> man Crates knows what guys like, and they have hundreds of unique quality gifts that he's guaranteed to love. Here's a couple of them. The Exotic Meats Crate or the Whiskey Appreciation Crate. The Whiskey Appreciation Crate has personalized decanters and personalized glasses, the perfect vessels for your favorite scotch or bourbon. They have a knife-making kit, a grill master kit for the king of the barbecue with a cast iron smoker box and a brass knuckle meat tenderizer. Brass knuckle meat tenderizer. Where else are you going to get that? The answer is man crates. Nowhere else. Most gifts ship in a sealed wooden crate with a crowbar. Pry that sucker open in front of everybody. Seriously, it's not a joke. Took me about five minutes. Gosh, it's beautiful. With Man Crates, you're giving him more than a gift. You're giving him a gift experience you'll all remember. Holidays are here, and every Man Crate comes with 100% satisfaction guarantee. You won't need it. Don't even worry about it. You have it, you don't need it. It's awesome. Listen to listeners of my show. Buy one gift, and you'll get, this is crazy, the second gift for 25% off when you go to mancrates.com slash Dan. This offer is only for the holidays. Buy one gift, get the second 25% off. Go now to mancrates.com slash Dan mancrates.com slash Dan. Yeah, baby. Okay. So I'm getting a lot of this before I get to Solomon last night, some sound cuts that Joe was kind enough to cut for me. Joe, you thought I was a little salty this morning before the show, didn't you? Huh? But, you yeah. thought I was a little salty. I can tell. I can, I'm letting Joe. I can see. I know Joe. I've known Joe a long time. I, yeah. I, I know I, I know Joe in ways I don't know too many other uh, human beings on the planet because he spends an inordinate amount of time listening to me <laughs> gripe about stuff off the air. Way too much. Way too much. Yes. It's actually quite depressing. So. I'm getting a lot. The reason I was a yeah. little kind of somber is uh, one, I'm a, I got a lot going on, which is fine. I know. But yeah, like a lot. I'll have some announcements soon. Stay tuned. You'll hear them here first. Uh, so including some big announcements next week. 
Stay tuned Wednesday. Keep your schedule open Wednesday and Thursday night. Joe, let me give you a big wink. I know you know already, but big wink and a nod. Keep your uh-huh. schedule open. Yes, nice. Uh, but I'm getting a lot of this out there as I go around and, and talk to people, meet people out there. There is this sense of it's over. Uh, we, we can't win. Nothing's happening. Justice is done. Justice is finished. Um, folks, let me just say, and, with, and this is with regards to the Clinton malfeasance, misfeasance, alleged criminality, the fact that the Spygate players seem to have skated on this. Uh, there's been very little accountability. I can't argue with any of that. I can't. I do not dispute facts. Uh, you are correct. Up to this point, outside of Andy McCabe and some firings and administrative sanctions of the FBI agents involved, there has been very little accountability at all. I can't dispute any of that. It's disappointing. Uh, one of the things that comes up often, Joe, is, you know, when are we going to release the Kraken? Declassify the darn information already. Release mm-hmm. the Kraken. Let it out. Declassify the FISA applications and all this stuff so America can see what that was done, the abomination that was done in our name. The fact that Mike Flynn found himself in handcuffs and is even looking at a sentencing, despite Judge Emmett Sullivan's uh, uh, efforts to uh, get the government to show some sunlight here, nothing seems to be happening. We found out yesterday that apparently Peter Stroke and Lisa Page, when they were assigned to the special counsel, the Bob Mueller probe, these two lovebirds that hated Trump and texted each other as much back and forth, Joe. We found out yesterday, story of Chuck, of Chuck Ross has up at the Daily Signal, I have in the show notes today. We found out yesterday that the text messages on their special counsel phones, not their FBI phones, Joe, were deleted. They right. were wiped. That the fact that the phones were reset to factory settings. What's happening now? Well, Stroke's been fired. Page left the FBI, but nothing happens. Mike Flynn finds himself uh, having to take a guilty plea to a crime the FBI adm- uh, even admits he didn't commit. And yet what happens to these people? Nothing. Nothing. Zero. And you're pissed off. And you should be pissed off. You should be really pissed off. I'm sorry, folks, but I I don't have any easy answer for you other than this. This can't continue. The people I know that are in this movement, and when I talk about this movement, I'm going to forget the Republican Party. Screw that. I'm talking about the liberty and freedom movement. Conservatives, libertarians, really upset, pissed off Democrats who've had enough of the nonsense. We're not good. There's only, there's a limit to the amount of BS you're going to take. Look at the, the, the listen, the entire, the, the, the population of the United States has always been filled with people fleeing uh, tyranny and discrimination and willing to fight for it where they came. That's why they're here. People who have come here, the original revolutionaries, what has been passed down from generation to generation in the United States is a fighting spirit where you're only going to poke us and prod us for so long before the bear trap catches your ankle. That's why we're here. That, that, exactly. I, that's why I left my job. People, how did you leave your job in the Secret Service? It was such a great job. Because I got poked and prodded enough, just like many of you. And when I go out there, and I, I'll never forget going in early in the morning to WMAL when I used to host the radio show there. Uh, or guest host a radio show there in the morning. Joe knows he does it early morning at CBM. Yeah. You're on the road, Joe, what, like three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock uh, in the morning? Yeah. yeah, about four. Yep. Yeah, we had to get in at four for show prep. It was like 3 30 in the morning. I'd see these truckers on the side of the road. They sleep in the in the cab. These you know, it always reminded me like Americans are hard, man. We're hard. Like the working class that's getting poked and prodded and your jobs are disappearing because Democrats regulate them to death and they do a lot of crappy garbage deals with other countries and all this stuff. All of these jobs that are leaving the heartland, steel workers, iron workers, you know, 
tin knockers, steam fitters, carpenters, landscapers. People are hard. Americans are hard. This is contrary to the snowflake generation on the other side. That is not us. People here are hard. I, I, I go to the gym every day. I see 80-year-old guys. There's this Marine in the gym. This guy's 80. 80. He's still deadlifting in the gym. How does this guy's spine even handle it? This dude is salty. He's as salty as a New York pretzel. When you taste it, you're like, oh, my God, give me water. This dude is salty. He knows who he is, too. He's freaking 80. He's deadlifting. He's a Marine. These dudes are He's got tattoos that are so old, they look like black dots. There's nothing left. It's just a black. You know what I'm talking about, right? It's just a dot. It's a dot. It looks like a big period. Like, here, I'm here. I don't even know what it is. We're hard people. We have always been hard people. Look at the history of battles in the United States, whether it was the 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 frozen chosen Mount, uh, Mount Siribachi. It the, the list goes on and on and on. My uncle was shot in the back and killed in Vietnam trying to rescue his friends. His name is on that wall. He got the bronze star with a V cluster on it for rescuing his buddies. He couldn't rescue himself. He's dead. What is this crap about we're giving up? There's no giving up. I'm hearing a lot of it amongst people who are really, really hard people. Now, I don't think they mean it like that. But what I don't think they understand is there is an end game here, folks. The Democrat tyranny police state types, right? Which is a growing portion of the Democrat Party, whether it's Letitia James, the new attorney general elect up in New York, who put out a statement, we're going to target Trump and his family for everything. Keep in mind, she mentions no criminality at all. She just basically says, I'm going to abuse my office to target President Trump. She's the Democrat attorney general elect in New York. Yeah, boy. Yeah. You know the story, whether it's Ted Lieu. Ted Lieu, the Democrat congressman from California on CNN, who said he he would love to regulate free speech. These police state types, this is not going to continue. People eventually, when I think they say they're giving up, Joe, I want to be clear so I tie this up for you and don't leave any of you confused. Mm Mm-hmm. I think what they mean is they've given up entirely on using the system to correct anything. And this worries me. Legit, folks, this worries me. Because fidelity to the system used to be the hallmark of being a constitutionalist. But even constitutionalists and conservatives, Joe, don't trust the system anymore. Right. You are right. Listen to me. You are right. Bingo. Ding, ding, ding. You're right. This system sucks. Everyone with a D in front of their name gets a pass for everything. Every connected swamp rhino gets a pass for everything. You got a million dollar slush fund in Congress to pay off interns you were feeling up on Capitol Hill. No worries there, daddy-o. Trump pays off some woman he had a relationship out of personal money that is unquestionably not a campaign financing. This guy's going to jail. This guy, we got to get him for an FEC charge. There is no justice. Hillary Clinton sits down in an interview with 6,722 lawyers. Every single person on her team gets immunity and they destroy the evidence later. No problem at all. You got a bunch of whistleblowers on Capitol Hill. Yes, I haven't even gotten to that. They expose thousands of pages of, of, of documents and information 
about the Clintons benefiting potentially foreign governments, never registering as foreign agents. But who's in jail for a FARA Foreign Agency Registration Act violation? Manafort. I don't know Manafort. I have no idea who he is. But why is he in jail and nobody else? Where's the Podestas? He was working with the Podestas. Oh, they're connected to the Clintons. This system sucks. And everybody knows it. So what I'm trying to get across here is there is a fork in the road. Even people who fidelity to the rule of law matter are starting to say F the rule of law because there is no rule of law. There's only a rule of law that applies to us. I'm telling you what's going to happen now. Take heed, Democrats and police state liberals. You are dealing with a hardened group of Americans who do not take this stuff lying down. You have no evidence at all that you're, that, that, that the American people, what we've passed down through generation to generation, this fighting spirit, has in any way dissipated. You have zero evidence of that. We are not going to be poked endlessly. What you are going to see if this continues, the discretionary application of the rule of law to Republicans, but never to Democrats, who skate on the exact same things. You are going to see a soft secession in the United States. I wrote about this in my second book, The Fight. There's a whole chapter on it. How eventually what's going to happen is the Democrats insisting that the federal government is all powerful on Obamacare, Joe, but the federal government doesn't mean squat on immigration when it's actually written into law that states sooner or later and the the liberty-loving patriots in those states are going to say, Ah, you see what I'm doing here? Double barrel middle finger. We're out. This ain't happening. We're not doing this anymore. We are out. You're going to see states eventually, if this continues down this road, Teddy Lou, who wants uh, wants free speech regulated, uh, Letitia James, who wants to use her attorney general's office, to just start randomly prosecuting our political opponents, use of U.S. spy assets on presidential candidates. People are going to be done with it. You think they're going to take this? Say, oh, well, people have something. People have nothing to lose. They feel like the system has abandoned them completely. The system is crap. It's garbage. There's no rule of law. There's rule of tyrants. These people are sick. You're going to see states say, we're out. You can call us part of the United States or you cannot call us part of the United States. But when I say a soft secession, not a hard one, what I mean is these states are going to say, double barrel, middle finger, brother. Mm-hmm. We're, we're just not listening. What are you going to do? Invade Texas? We're just not doing that. We're going to enforce our immigration laws. You can't do it. This court said, no. we don't care. The courts don't matter to us anymore. They never mattered to begin with. You guys are just discretionary. You make stuff up in the courts. Folks, you understand, nobody wants this. Let me be clear, nobody. You brought this on, liberals, not us. We have always been the party of law and order matters. Fidelity to the Constitution matters. But if the Constitution doesn't matter to you, it by default doesn't matter to us. Because then it's not a Constitution. It's an unconstitution. A constitution is supposed to be binding, not only binding for us. 
states in mass will say enough. We're not doing this Obamacare thing. What are you going to do? Invade Florida? Now, Florida's probably not one of those states that could do it. It's too purple. But you'll see states like Wyoming and others say, you know what? We're good. We're going to pass. What are they going to do? And when I say a soft secession, I mean it. Oh, what are you going to do? File another lawsuit? Good luck. We're going to have the army invade Wyoming. No, you're not. You're absolutely not. There's no chance of that. We're going down this path, folks. I'm, I'm seeing it out there. People who are real patriots who love this country to death and the Constitution, like, it's over. It's over. Forget it. There's no, the rule of law is gone. It's dead. There's no law. There's just a bunch of discretionary bureaucrats and political tyrants who use weaponized government to target their political opponents. End the story. We got the Star Chamber now and the FISA courts. Spying on American citizens. This all happened. This isn't some mystery. It's not a made-up spy novel. Mike Flynn, a decorated United States patriot, served for 30 years. A lieutenant general finds himself having to humiliate himself in court in front of this ridiculous Bob Mueller witch hunt. Bob Mueller's going to be a disgrace in the history books. Disgrace. It's a joke. You're going to see, folks, I'm telling you, I wrote about this. This is a very, very dangerous thing we're doing here. A very dangerous thing. You are going to see it if this continues. You don't want to enforce immigration law while these states are being overrun? We'll do it ourselves. You can't. The court said no. What are you going to do? Seriously, what are you going to do? Do you understand, folks, I worked for the federal government? The federal government, if the, if the states in mass just started ignoring stuff, they have zero power to do anything about it. Zero. What are you, seriously, what are you going to do? Have the, have the DEA uh, or the Secret Service with their three, 4,000 agents uh, invade Louisiana? Remember that, you know, folks, this is, we're not going to have, this is why I call it a soft secession because they're just going to ignore you and there's nothing you can do about it. Nothing. Liberals are relying on a federal government that I'm sorry to tell you outside of our military, which is prohibited from acting on our soil due to posse comitatus. Yeah. The federal government is a paper tiger. That's the exact quote from my book. It is a paper tiger. The NYPD alone, New York City Police Department, has more police officers than the FBI has agents. I would venture to say than the FBI, DEA, and probably Secret Service. It'll be close. The NYPD alone, one city police department. The government's a paper tiger. Remember, this will be soft, thankfully. But it will happen if this continues. They're just going to start ignoring this stuff. We're not paying attention to that anymore. We've got a subpoena for whatever, the Texas Attorney General. Thank you. We're going to ignore that. What are you going to do? Go arrest them? How do you think that's going to go down? Make no mistake what I'm saying here. We are patriots. We love this country. Fidelity to the Constitution, the rule of law, and the continuance of the republic matter. 
It is you on the left that did this. You dug this up with your endless weaponization of government, your encroachment on individual rights and the zero-sum battle for liberty. You constantly stealing away spheres of people's locus of control over their own lives, taking their money, taking their kids' education rights away, monopolizing the student loan market, taking their health care away, regulating their land, protecting the sage grouse. There's a piece in the Wall Street Journal today about this. The sage grouse over farmers and ranchers. The sage grouse. Who gives a damn about the sage grouse? The answer? This overarching, growing police state we live in where the federal government just cannot seem to get enough. People are going to eventually say, no thanks. We're not interested. And what are you going to do? Liberals are soft. You understand this? They rely on the government to be their bag men. They rely on the government to do their dirty work because liberals are soft. They don't do the dirty work themselves. They're Twitter warriors. They write for Vox. Vox with a V. Like Victor. Always have to say that. I'll get a thousand emails. They're soft. They are. I had an FBI agent last night, former FBI agent who works for CNN. I'm not going to mention her name. Unbelievably arguing with me that this Flynn thing was handled appropriately because it was a CI investigation. So let me get this straight. Because you recategorize something, a, a counterintelligence investigation, what, the criminal laws don't apply? Then why is Mike Flynn in criminal court? With information generated from a CI. Do you see what they do, Joe? They're like, well, the Constitution doesn't matter. It was a CI investigation. No, it does matter. And yes, I said repeatedly, did I not, Joe? Yes, there's no obligation for the FBI to demand Flynn produce a lawyer. None. You did. There's not even an administrative requirement that Flynn has to have a lawyer. I'm simply suggesting to you in a system where we respect the law and are interested in fair application of the law. Given the prominence of the case, you think it would be a good idea that the FBI go through the White House counsel and suggest standard procedures for that interview with Mike Flynn? Like Comey knew, Jim Comey, the FBI director, already admitted he wouldn't have gotten away with this anywhere else. And this FBI agent on Twitter now is a CNN analyst, is is proud of herself that the FBI engaged in chicanery in in their police state efforts to entrap Flynn in a criminal charge. But it was a CI case. Oh, okay. So the Constitution goes out the window? Police stater working for the CIA, working for CNN. I get in this back and forth with it. And then she calls me boy. You call people, but you sure about that? You want to go down that road? She's good boy. Boy? What? You sure about that? We really want to go down that road? Dude. Those of you who follow me on Twitter, you saw what happened last night. Boy. You sure you want to call me that? Oh, boy. Well, that explains the salty. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, boy. I mean, listen, I I personally did not, I I did not take offense to it. I didn't. I just find it odd that these identity politics people, you know, who will be the first ones to jump down anyone's throat for the slightest misstep, find that appropriate to say. I get it. Matter of fact, you know what's funny? I, you know, I, I just said, oh boy, myself. Matter of fact, Joe said at the beginning of the show. Yeah. 
But these identity politics people, this is what they do. Police staters looking for any justification to justify their police state antics. Now, uh, one last thing on this, because this I, I don't usually I, I try to avoid talking about, you know, dopey Twitter fights with these people. But it's it, this one's important. Um, and the reason it's important. Is this is I'm seeing this growing trend now amongst liberals and their media activist friends who are now trying to cover up the Flynn a disaster. The fact that Flynn was interviewed at the White House without a lawyer, wasn't warned about the false statements charge, that the FBI clearly lulled him into a sense of complacency, uh, that Flynn perceived them as allies. They're, I, my guess is the liberals and their media buddies, Joe, their media bootlickers, are about to figure out that through the Emmett Sullivan's request for the 302s, that Mike Flynn was clearly framed. I have a killer piece at Bongino.com written by Matt Palumbo about the framing of Mike Flynn in my show notes that you absolutely should read today. I'm, I'm humbly asking that you do it. Their new out, Joe, is going to be, well, they were under no obligation to warn about a lawyer. It was just a counterintelligence investigation where they were trying to get information about the, the Russian interference in the election. Were they really? Joe, what date was the Flynn interview at the White House? I'll tell you. It was January 24th, 2017. 17, yeah. Let me read to you. There's nothing I like more, by the way. Nothing. Than using liberal media activist headlines to debunk liberals and their media activists. So the liberal, just be clear what we're saying here. Liberals and their media activists are now suggesting that, oh, they were under no obligation to do anything about lawyers or false statements, charges with Flynn, or even handle this the right way because they were just trying to get information in a counterintelligence probe. Were they? Here's a headline from the Washington Post the day before the interview. The day before. Article by Ellen Nakashima and Greg Miller, Washington Post. Headline, FBI reviewed Flynn's calls with Russian ambassador, but found nothing illicit. You see the police state mind, Joe? Mm. So someone in the FBI leaked to the Washington Post that they reviewed the transcript of the unethically recorded phone calls of Mike Flynn of the Russian ambassador conducting perfectly legal business as the national security advisor incoming. Nothing wrong. The FBI, apparently one of the people who reviewed it, leaked that there was nothing illicit about the calls at all. So why the hell were they talking to Mike Flynn about it at the White House? You see how this CNN former FBI agent who has the investigative skills of of a seven-year-old can't put two and two together? Why were they? Oh, it was a CIA investigation. About what? They interviewed to the, they they leaked to the post the day before. There was nothing wrong with the calls. What was it a CIA interview about? Oh, they had to tie up some loose ends. So just give them the transcript and say, hey, can you explain this? You know why this the, the the analysts can't explain it? Because they wanted to they were targeting Mike Flynn for prosecution. They were not this has nothing to do with a CI investigation. Nothing. It's like, well, the post piece says it was a CI investigation. Do you have reading comprehension skills about what? They found nothing illicit. Oh, we were tying up loose ends. Fine, give them the transcript and have Flynn explain what's in the transcript. That's not what they did. They walked in and interviewed him, read the transcript later, thought he wasn't being deceptive, and then months later revised the summary to nail him on a false statements charge. 
Tell me how that's not police state tyranny. The Washington Post said the day before there was nothing illicit about the calls. Well, the Logan Act? Yeah, the Logan Act. That's what it was. The Logan Act. Conducting foreign business. Right. A crime that has never been successfully charged to anyone in the history of the United States. John Kerry seems to violate the Logan Act all the time. Nothing happens to him. People are finished. People are done with this. All right. Today's show brought to you by We The People Holsters. Best holsters out there. These are beautifully designed holsters. You will absolutely love them. The designs are incredible. There's a precision fit. Nice click when you stick the firearm in there. And one of the benefits about these We The People holsters is they have an adjustable cant and adjustable ride. These are not cheap in the pants holsters like you get at the, you know, the buff store. They're uncomfortable, those old ones. You know, you got to move. It rubs on that hip bone there. They're really annoying. You're in a movie theater. You're like moving around, squirming. No, not We The People. We the People holsters, custom-made holsters, in-house, made in the United States, precision designs. These are not one-size-fits-all. These are precision-cut. They use their own molds for the firearm you have. You name it. You have a Glock 43, whatever you may have. You go there. You click on that firearm. They will send you a precision-cut holster, which is beautiful. These are gorgeous. Adjustable can, adjustable ride, adjustable tension. You want the firearm in there a little more secure when it clicks? You turn a screw. A little looser? Turn the screw the other way. Can't get any easier. They have custom printed designs, which they do in-house, the thin blue line, constitution design, camo, an American flag, thin red line, and more. Get a load of this. Their prices start at just $34, and every holster comes with a lifetime guarantee and ships free. If it's not a perfect fit, send it back for a refund. But with this offer, if they're not $34, the first holster you'll get for $24. Go to wethepeopleholster.com slash Dan, wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. Put in promo code Dan, you'll get $10 off. That makes that $34 holster just $24 with free shipping for the most gorgeous looking holsters you will see out there anywhere. We the people holsters.com slash Dan. We the people holsters.com slash Dan. Get $10 off using promo code Dan. That's just $24 with free shipping. Nice. Nice. Okay. Um, Joe, let's queue up that audio. So last night, I'll set John Solomon. Hannity show's just been just incredible. Uh, it's been so good lately. John Solomon comes on last night and just drops this that tier one level Moab um, on the audience. Check this out. In May of 2017, there was a document identified to a small number of people in the United States government. It's in the possession of the Defense Intelligence Agency. For 18 months, there's been an effort to resist declassifying that document. I know that that document contains extraordinary exculpatory information about General Flynn. I don't believe the president has ever been told about the existence of this document. One lawmaker discovered it, but he was thwarted by the Defense Intelligence Agency and his ability to disclose it. I think we all should ask for that declassification. Get that out. It may enlighten the judge. It will certainly enlighten the American public. What the heck was that? I was watching that last night. I had to do a double take. I had to rewind. Well, I've got some theories on this and i want to hat tip uh, the conservative treehouse guys for putting together a good piece today i put it in my show notes i'd like you to read but i talked with one of my um one of my guys on this too and i i think they're on some not we don't agree totally but that's fun they do good right so i put their piece in there i want to play another clip that they had embedded in the piece which is in my show notes from them i want you to check that out but i want to play another clip that I believe they're right. It ties these two things together. So let me just set this up first. What we have so far. 
We know John Solomon is now saying that there is a document that exists. Solomon is up to this point has never let us down, folks. Solomon's got terrific sources. He's suggesting there's a document out there in possession of the DIA, the Defense Intelligence Agency, which Mike Flynn had at Armacost. There's a document out there that has exculpatory, in other words, evidence indicating Mike Flynn's innocence in it, that this is a, a profound document, apparently, enough of a, that, that, that these people, that they don't want it. Now, the DIA does not want to release it. What the heck is in this document? And he says it uh, around May of 2017, this document was, air quotes here, discovered. What could this document be? Well, check out this sound I pulled from the treehouse clip there. Check out this sound of Devin Nunes. Nunes, excuse me. Not long after Trump gets into office, after he goes over to the White House, that's important. Joe, I think you know where I'm going because you've heard it before. He goes over to the White House to mm-hmm. review some very sensitive information. Listen to what Nunes has to say. I recently confirmed that on numerous occasions, the intelligence community incidentally collected information about U.S. citizens involved in the Trump transition. Details about U.S. persons associated with the incoming administration, details with little or no apparent foreign intelligence value, were widely disseminated in intelligence community reporting. Third, I have confirmed that additional names of Trump transition team members were unmasked. And fourth and finally, I want to be clear. Folks, do you hear what he just said? Did you? I'm going to play the rest of that, but I want to stop that there before he gets to his fourth point. This was Devin Nunes not long after Donald Trump's selection to head the intelligence community, the ODNI, the Office of the Director of National Intelligence. Dan Coats was appointed. He comes in immediately. This is the dates, times, and the when, where, why, and how are going to be critical. Remember the question we're asking here. What is this document the DIA is in possession of that Solomon is swearing is, 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 is worthy of bombshell status that has some kind of exculpatory information on Flynn? What could it be? Now, keep in mind, what happens right about this same time? Again, Dan Coates in March. Remember, they say May of 2017, it's found. Right around March, Dan Coates is approved to head the intelligence community. Right after that, Devin Nunes heads right over to the White House. Why is him heading to the White House to review this document important? Ladies and gentlemen, because the way intelligence uh, is classified at a very specific level is disseminated, spread around, and contained is important here. There's information that makes it to the White House um, in the form of the presidential daily brief that is kept on computers, not connected via any obviously open internet to other computers, meaning you have to go to specific places to review it. Does this make sense? This is a critical key here. The information given to the press, some at the White House, is kept only on computers on that facility there. It is not, in fact, spread around via open internet, obviously, anywhere else. So to review it, you have to go to those specific places. Why would Nunes have to go to the White House complex? Keep in mind, it's a complex. It's not just the White House. I work there for what's a bit, you know, the, you know, the Eisenhower Executive Office building. You have the entire complex. The 18 acres is quite large. Why does Nunes have to go over there to review that paperwork? 
And when he reviews the paperwork, why is he so blown away that he goes back, gives that press conference you just heard in March, where he says, I saw indications that people were spied on with no connection to Russia at all. And those people who were spied on were Trump team members. Why would he say that? Folks, was the president being briefed via a presidential daily brief, a a, uh, document of intelligence he receives every day? Was the president being briefed every day on things that had absolutely nothing to do whatsoever with international intelligence, but had everything to do with their political opponents? Folks, this is a very serious question. Very serious question. What was in that presidential daily brief? Now, to connect it back again to the DIA, to the DIA document, is this a DIA, Defense Intelligence Agency, submission, this piece of paperwork that made it into the daily brief? Maybe an internal kind of spying operation against Mike Flynn via unmasking or potential as uh, the Treehouse guys speculate. I'm not sure. They could be right. Could be wrong. We'll see. Uh, Use of the NSA database to tap into these databases, to use the databases to query information on their former head. That was a submission to the PDB. The timeline lines up perfectly. That Nunes would go over in March to the White House where documents clearly briefed to Obama are stored. He finds things that are troubling about the uh, about the use of these intelligence agencies to target political opponents, specifically in a Trump team. Nunes is very clear they're not related to Russia. All of a sudden, March, April, and May, this uh, this uh, other people find this document. Was this document somehow a submission in a PDB or something else? that was uncovered by Nunes later on in his work or his team's work that indicated there was an internal operation using unmasking to take down Lieutenant General Flynn and the unmasking itself uncovered information that Flynn wasn't guilty of anything at all. Folks, tell me your father. You know what? Let me finish up this Nunes clip and see what else. And then I want to I want to wrap this up because this is really, really, really important. What happened yesterday? Play that rest of that. None of this surveillance was related to Russia or the investigation of Russian activities or of the Trump team. From what I know right now, it looks like incidental collection. We don't know exactly how that was picked up. Um, but we're trying to get to the bottom of it. So the President of the United States' personal communications were collected in incidental collections, not in specific targeting. It's, it's possible. possible. We won't know until we get the information on Friday. I believe it was all done legally. Um, I think it was all obtained legally. I think the question is, is uh, was it... Was it masked? Uh, you know, why was it unmasked if it was unmasked? Because it appears like we have new information about additional unmasking. And then who was on the dissemination list? And why was the dissemination list so far if it was such specific information about the Trump transition? And it appears, and just to give you one piece of information I think is, might be helpful, it appears most of this occurred from what I've seen in November, December, and January. Wow. November, December, and January. 
Someone was collecting on Trump team members' intelligence. Joe, what's November, December, and January? When's the election, Joe? Is it in uh, June? November. 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 Yeah. Joe, you are not an election analyst, correct? How did you know that? Because he votes and he's not stupid. No. So November, December, and January, in other words, the period where Barack Obama is the outgoing lame duck president and President Trump is incoming and he names Mike Flynn as his national security advisor. Obama hates Mike Flynn because he opposes the Iran deal. That Devin Nunes has gone to the White House to see documents shown to the White House. I'm telling you because that's where they're held. Nunes goes to the White House and sees documents so disturbing about collection on American citizens entirely unrelated to Russia in the period of November, December, and January. Wow. All of a sudden, we find out last night that a document's uncovered that the DIA might have that is explosive and contains exculpatory, in other words, information indicating Mike Flynn is innocent, and they don't want to turn this document over? Why? Now it all makes sense because they don't want to reveal plan A. The government swamp rats on the inside. If you watch my viral video from the speech at the breakers, I talked about, and I'm going to keep getting to this over and over, how it's clear now there was a, there was a, a tiered effort with a TI, not tear like crying. Although you should be crying when you hear this. There was a tiered effort to spy on the Trump team and Democrat political opponents during the campaign. It's clear as day. Plan A, if you listen to the speech, was obvious. They were simply using, as Nunes says, it was legal, Joe. It wasn't ethical. It wasn't moral. But they were using legal unmasking tools to just listen in on the phone calls and conversations of the Trump team. Now do you understand why the law doesn't matter anymore? Oh, the law. I'm sure the CNN FBI analysts will go, yeah, but it was fine. It was unmasking. It's okay. We could do it. We're not supposed to do that. It's not moral. We're supposed to have Fourth Amendment protections. You don't throw them out the window because someone's running for office against you. So what? I just get to say, I think Joe's dealing with the Russians. We should listen in on his phone calls. Nunes is clear as day. They engaged in a reverse targeting thing. They pretended to listen to others. They weren't listening to others and foreigners. They were listening in really in a reverse targeting thing on the people talking to people overseas. Now does Mueller's lurch towards foreign collusion in the Middle East that I discussed about yesterday make sense? They've got to cover for all of this because they've got to provide a predicate for doing this. The Obama team and the Clinton team now knows the Obama's uh, the Obama administration was unquestionably using unmasking and spying tools to spy on American citizens. The only out they're going to have, listen to yesterday's show, is they're going to have to rely on Mueller to show there was some foreign collusion here. The foreign collusion amongst Russians will not materialize. He has now moved on to Middle Eastern collusion in a desperate attempt to justify Plan A, which was an Obama administration effort to listen in on the Trump team and monitor their communications. You got nothing. Nothing. That's the problem. Mueller has nothing. They're not going to be able to cover for this. What Solomon's talking about, likely, likely is a DIA submission somehow or or another intelligence agency submission the DIA somehow has that is a submission likely, I agree with him, to probably a daily brief that made it into the president's hands. Either that or it's a whistleblower, another whistleblower. Nunes probably found a series of these documents after that March meet, why else would he give that brief? 
Yeah. You know, folks, let me get, knock this out. And I want to tie this up because this is critical. This is serious stuff here. All right. Uh, today's show also brought to you by Farmer's Dog. Uh, dog food companies claim to use natural ingredients. But what kind of beef or carrots can sit in a paper bag for a year? It's kind of gross. We don't eat processed food for every meal. And to be our healthiest, uh, neither can your dog. Don't eat that garbage. These pet food companies got you hosed into thinking that stuff is healthy. It's not. Introducing the Farmer's Dog, the company helping dogs live long and healthy lives with nutritious, fresh, ready-to-serve dog meals delivered directly to your door. Clever marketing has convinced Americans to feed unhealthy kibble and mush to dogs, but the Farmer's Dog is different. Here's what you do. Go complete a short online quiz, and a vet-developed plan is created just for your dog. Food arrives at your door in pre-portioned packs, ready to open and pour. It's easy, and it looks and smells like real food because it is real food. And food matters. Studies show that asking, uh, adding fresh food to your dog's diet can reduce some cancers by close to 90%. Feed your dog better today. My mother-in-law's dogs love this stuff. Baby and Linda. Love it. Love it. Try a week free at thefarmersdog.com slash Dan, plus you get free shipping. Get your first week free at thefarmersdog.com slash Dan. Thefarmersdog.com slash Dan. You will not regret it. Your dog will love it. You will love it. It smells like real food because it is real food. It is real, actual food. Thefarmersdog.com slash Dan. It's not that processed garbage. Go check it out. All right. <sighs> Folks, this PDB is critical. The PDB component is. So just let me tie up uh, where we are because I want to cover the Clinton Foundation stuff too. I only got a few minutes left here. The, P, the presidential daily brief linked to this. And the reason I believe, as John Solomon said, that the intelligence community, the DIA in this case, is hiding this document that could provide explosive, exculpatory information for Mike Flynn is because I believe a number of people are covering for the fact that a lot of the information the Obama team accumulated in Plan A, unmasking and the use of the NSA database to spy on their opponents, that a lot of that information was fed where, Joe? Directly to Obama. That's why Nunes goes to the White House and gives that speech. That stuff is there. It is segregated in computers on the White House grounds. It was used for White House use. What the intelligence community does not want to reveal, clearly at this point, is the extent of the abuse of unmasking, what essentially wiretapping of phone calls of political opponents, and the misuse and abuse of the NSA database to query it for political information. If that information Understand this. The intelligence community's dog in the fight show is they don't want to give up these tools, even though they know it might clear Mike Flynn. You understand where I'm going with this? Sure. That is why the DIA and others in the intelligence community, they do not want to give up the extent of just how bad plan A was. I want to be clear on this. I don't think all of them, a lot of them are, but all of them are covering for the Obama administration. Do you understand, folks? Some are. Don't get me wrong. I'm not apologizing for what they did. Don't uh -huh. mistake this. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to be realistic, having worked inside the government. I think these intelligence agencies are covering up what they did, not to cover up for Obama in every single case, but to cover up for their role in it because they don't want to lose these tools. They want to be able to spy on Americans via unmasking and use of that 702 database. The Obama administration and the Democrats are symbiotic with them. Their goal is to hide this, both of them. Are we tracking Obama's administration and the Democrat hacks, fusion, and all these people involved in the scam? 
They want to make this go away because nobody wants to be the politician associated with massive weaponization of government and spying on political opponents. Look what it did to Nixon. Nobody wants that in the Obama team. Their goal is to make this story go away. The intelligence community story is to make this go away too because they don't want to lose these tools and they don't want to be exposed for have fed this for have, uh, fed this line of information to the White House. But the you use see, of these tools like this is yeah, illegal. Yeah, yeah, it, it, well, it should be. Um, it's, it? I can tell you it's unconstitutional. It's currently not illegal, but it's unconstitutional. Now, Joe, do you understand though now why I keep bringing up this PDB? Why the presidential daily brief is the key to this whole thing? Yeah. Because it links all the players, folks. The oh. intelligence community can no longer say, oh, it was just a mistake on our part. We didn't do it for politics. Why did you feed it to the president then? If you were doing it internally because you had a lead on something, why not run it out before you put it in the presidential daily brief? And the presidential daily brief can no, the president and the political players can no longer say, oh, by the way, this was just on the intelligence community. Why? Because Hillary Clinton had fed this information to the intelligence community and the FBI through Fusion GPS and the dossier. They don't have plausible deniability anymore. The fact that the information may have appeared on the president's desk and the intelligence community will let an innocent man go to jail potentially over this. And Mike Flynn, well, he probably won't get jail time, but his career, his reputation and his finances be ruined over this shows you just how deep the deep state really is. That's the connection to the whole thing. Folks, listen to this show again. If that didn't make sense, email me. I swear I will cover this again on Monday. That is critical. You get this. Someone's covering up a piece of paperwork. That piece of paperwork could could exonerate an innocent man. They will not do it because they do not want to blow their role in spying on American citizens. And the Obama team doesn't want to blow its role in facilitating the spying on American citizens through the hiring of Fusion GPS and other companies to bypass the normal intelligence process and feed it right into the FBI to target their political opponents through the FISA court. That PDB is everything. Everything. All right. A couple more points uh, I wanted to get to. So yesterday, the whistleblowers were up on Capitol Hill. The Clinton Foundation is in, in whistleblowers from MDA Analytics. Uh, a couple of federal agents and uh, forensics analysts there. Uh, to say it was up and down is probably an understatement. Um, I, I was going to say, uh, let me give you the, the good and the bad of it. Uh, the good is it appears they've done a pretty exhaustive examination of the Clinton Foundation and have come at a minimum to the conclusion, based on their independent investigation here, that the Clinton Foundation was, uh, it appears at least, was acting on behalf of foreign governments, essentially in the role of almost a lobbyist here, and not registering as a foreign agent. Uh, the evidence is pretty damning. Now, the downside, it turned into a bit of a circus yesterday, uh, but I don't think the circus was all bad. They actually got into a back and forth with Meadows, who's a good Republican at one point, and trying to get to the bottom of this, because they don't want to turn over their 6,000 pages of evidence. Now, I don't think it was all bad, because number one, well, the takeaway from this, folks, is if this is in fact true, and that the Clinton Foundation was acting as a, a de facto lobbyist for foreign governments, there's going to be no room for them for run an, an, investi an investigation, an FBI investigation, because the government just prosecuted Paul Manafort for the same thing. There's going to be no legal room to run. The other part of the good news is I think the squabble with the Republicans show wasn't necessarily a bad thing. And the reason I say that 
is these people clearly are not partisan. If you watch the hearing yesterday, you can see they're in this for one thing and one thing only. Mm. They are financial bounty hunters. They mm. get essentially rewards from the IRS for finding and uncovering mis, uh, misfeasance and malfeasance. Folks, I think the squabble with Republicans, if anything, debunks the obvious liberal talking point, Joe, that, oh, these guys are just a bunch of Republican hacks. They were, If you watched yesterday, mm. these guys clearly have no loyalty to Republicans or Democrats. These are, you know, the, the, the Boba Fett of financial bounty hunters. They go find malfeasance and that's what they do. And that's how they get paid. These guys, yeah, I, I'm telling you, I think the back and forth actually helps their credibility. If the information they claim to have in the documents is legitimate, which we've given, been given no indication it's not, and the interviews they've conducted, the Clinton Foundation may be in a little bit of trouble with the Justice Department. As I told you in the beginning of the show, I'm not optimistic anymore either. Real justice is going to find its way. All I can tell you is what happened. So there were some ups and downs. The downs also is they, at, at, at some points, they came off a bit unprepared. Um, I, I don't think they were either, I don't think they were ready for the grilling they got at some point. But for all of the liberal media types out there saying, oh, you know, this was a big success for the Clintons. He's, no, no, it wasn't. Make no mistake. The paperwork they claimed to have and, and, and testified to yesterday publicly, they wouldn't re- destroy their company's reputation otherwise. If that is in fact true, the Clintons are not going to be able to say, hey, we shouldn't have registered under Farah as lobbyists. Well, Manafort got arrested for the same thing. They're not going to have an out. Uh, all right. You know, I rarely get this pissed off listening to a radio show or even listening to you, but that yeah. PDB thing, dude, has got I know. me I'm actually was sitting here. on Obama's sorry, desk the whole time. Me. No, uh, no, I know I see, but imagine that, that this sorry, stuff, all listeners. this information, yeah. exculpatory info about these guys what not the- doing anything in the Trump team sitting on Obama's desk the whole time, and they still insist on going forward with a Jeez. DOJ-led case to spy on these people? No. The, the debriefs, the connected PDBs, the connection to the whole thing. No. Well, we'll find out, Joe, when this DIA document comes out. I'm Solomon sorry, knows. Dan. Solomon. Yeah. No, no, sorry. Solomon knows everything. Solomon, I'm telling yeah. you, has the whole story. Mm. Two more quick stories. Um, don't sweat Michael Cohen. Getting a lot of emails this morning. Cohen gave his first brief to George Stephanopoulos. Folks, the guy doesn't have anything. They've been at this guy hammering away at the Trump team for months. The best they could produce was a fake FEC vial, SEC, excuse me. A federal Election Commission campaign violation charge, which trust me when I tell you is going to go nowhere. They'll try to, if they try to prosecute it to be laughed out of court. Uh, listen, Byron York has a piece up in the Examiner today. Even Republicans who don't like Donald Trump up on the hills are laughing this thing off. They've got nothing. Cohen is desperate either for attention or to seem like some kind of a saint. He wants to be beatified. Don't sweat Cohen. He gave this interview this morning. When the, and, and here's the best way to sum this up. When the takeaway soundbite from an interview, Joe, we do soundbites, right? We, you know, yeah. every interview has a soundbite that marks yeah. the whole interview. You know, yeah. If the takeaway soundbite is "I'm done lying," uh, you're uh, you're finished. That was the takeaway. <laughs> Michael Cohen says he's done lying. Folks, don't sweat Cohen. He's got nothing. He probably has some tapes out there that don't necessarily paint Trump in a positive light. There's nothing collusion, criminal. Forget. Don't sweat Cohen. Really, uh, it's bad. It's not pretty. But he, Michael Cohen thinks he's going to take down the president. It's utterly absurd. Uh, one more thing. Uh, just harping yesterday on the show uh, where we covered the taxes and the tax mm. thing. Another article, CNS News, in the show notes today. Please read. It's very good. <laughs> Remember the liberal talking point that I read to you from Bloomberg yesterday. 
these deficits are being exacerbated by the tax cuts. There is no evidence of that at all. If deficits are being exacerbated by the Trump tax cuts, you would expect that the tax cuts would be, quote, costing the government money. CNS News article today. The headline of the article is about record tax collections the first two months of the fiscal year. <laughs> it's, however, even with these record tax collections, the government still ran a deficit of $305 billion for the first two months of the fiscal year. That is because while collecting a record, Joe, $458 billion in taxes, the government spent $764 billion. The record $458 billion in federal taxes in October and November of fiscal 2019, which starts uh, in October, was up $5 billion from the $453 billion in total taxes that the federal government collected last year. Please explain to me again, liberals, with a straight face, how we are simultaneously collecting record tax revenue after the tax cuts and that the tax cuts are causing the deficit problem when we're spending more money. This is such a dumb argument. I'm almost ashamed having to say it two days in a row. But this is how silly your liberal friends can be. All right, folks, thanks again uh, for tuning in. Hey, you can vote. My wife wants me to put this out there. The final meme contest winner. The link will be in the show notes today. If you subscribe to our email list, please go and vote. Please, I'm humbly begging you. We have a couple of different choices for the last meme winner. They'll get signed copies of my books, personalized. We'll have the entrance up. I think there are three or four we have up there. They're really funny. The link to vote will be in the uh, show notes today at Bongino.com. In the show notes and the podcast show notes. If you're on my email list, you'll get the link. Please vote. We got it. This is serious. Joe, this is hardcore. There's no electoral college here. Yes. This is popular vote only. So go check it out. Please subscribe to the show also on iTunes. Uh, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and elsewhere. The SoundCloud subscriptions and other stuff, uh, iHeart subscriptions, they drive us up in the charts. We really appreciate it. It's all free. Thanks a lot, folks. See you all on Monday. Good day, sir. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Get more of Dan online anytime at conservativereview.com. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.